3: Hey everybody, this is Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live as always in New York City. It's Thursday, December 21st. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. Gentlemen looking great in uh, holiday garb, if you will. For the latest news ahead of Thursday Night Football, here is our very own Ian Rappaport.
4: Good news for the New Orleans Saints' Chris Alave, their standout receiver, who did not play last week been battling an ankle sprain, is expected to go tonight. Now, for the New Orleans Saints, this is a receiver who makes their offense better, no doubt about it. It's really been kind of up and down the last several weeks, battling an illness, then battling an ankle sprain, the fact that he wasn't able to go last week. They survived, they advanced, but this is a big-time boost for their offense for Derek Carr. He is good to go tonight against the Los Angeles Rams. For these Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase did not practice yesterday. Now, Zach Taylor... Did not rule him out with that AC joint sprain separated shoulder that left him in street clothes this past weekend. Did not finish that game. He is, from my understanding, not expected to go this weekend, but not considered to be a long-term injury. So, assuming he misses this weekend's game against the Steelers, potentially one more. Could be back after that. Not a long-term injury. And then for the Miami Dolphins, they still expect their star receiver, Tyreek Hill, to be out there in a huge showdown against the Dallas Cowboys. He just did not practice yesterday. And Coach Mike McDaniel said this is really about making sure that he is all cylinders go for their game. Worked out pregame last week. Was really close. They decided, you know what, long-term interests are best. Do not play. Save it for down the stretch. This is the stretch. Expect Tyreek Hill to be out there this weekend for the Dolphins.
5: All right, so you heard Ian right there. Uh, Dolphins, huge game. And then after this week, they play the Ravens in another huge game. This is how the playoff picture looks right now if you're waking up this morning on Thursday. The Ravens do have the one seed, but they play the 49ers in San Francisco this weekend, and they play the Dolphins next weekend. So that could change. Chiefs are the three. Remember, the Chiefs beat the Dolphins in Germany, so if they had the same record, head-to-head, the Chiefs would get the nod over the Dolphins. And then you've got just a scattering of all of these teams that are all in this big mishmash that it's all going to be sorted out in the next three three weeks.
3: Peter, can I pay you a holiday season compliment? Yeah. One time I had a colleague, uh, an esteemed yeah. broadcast colleague on television, say the mark of somebody who does good TV is you say some, the same thing differently each time. You have done uh, 30 AFC and NFC playoff pictures in the last three days. And you say something different every time. I
5: love it. I love it because the tiebreakers are so in the weeds, and that's everything I live for. And, like, if you look at that thing right now on a Thursday morning, you're like, Mm -hmm. all right, well, we're going to host the Browns in a playoff game. No. No idea. In a matter of a day, Mm -hmm. when the Broncos lost to the Lions on Saturday night, this is no joke, the Broncos lost to the Lions. All the things happened on Sunday and Monday. The Broncos right now are the 11th seed in the yep. AFC. If they had beaten the Lions, they would be the 6th seed in the playoffs. That's insane. Right now. That is how crazy this thing is. Yes. So, Jamie, yes, I like it. Good job,
3: yeah, Peter. Uh, so, we, uh, the Dolphins are certainly hoping to see Tyreek Hill this weekend against the Cowboys. Tua Tagovailoa is as well. He was asked about this yesterday. as he heard the narrative that uh, he's only having, Tua is, a great season because of his number one wide receiver, Tyreek Hill? Here was part of his response.
4: I keep receipts. We all we all have 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 a way of how we do things, but like all the narratives about it, I am yeah sure I am only good with Tyreek and I. That you're right. I am that is the only time I am at my best. Um, You're right. I'm only good when Jalen's in. I I I I could care less about it. Like sure, Uh, if Jalen and those guys are not like I'm only as good as Raheem Mostert allows me to be. Like that's that's what the narrative needs to be. And we're able to win games and we're able to go where we want to go as a team. I am the worst football player if that's what you want. Like, I don't care. Like, I really don't. So, whatever it is, whatever you need on your show, like, take clips out of what I just said. Do it. Do what you need to do. Like, that. I'm just here to do my job, and my job is to help our guys win games.
3: Tua is, like, very believable. He, like, used his hands, his comments were making waves yesterday, and he was like, listen, this is what I have to say about this, and just use it on our show, and we did.
2: We t- he told us to. We got you, no. so We, uh, we'll we do,
5: got, got you, do use it. Does he, he seem defensive, or is he seeming like, I don't care? He's saying I don't care, but he seems defensive. I, I'm a little confused.
2: I like, <laughs> I like Tua a lot. So... He says I don't care, which is I, I get. He does. But then he also says I'm keeping he receipts. He does. So, does. It's a little mixed message. No, no, no. You he,
6: he 100% cares. You can you can feel the frustration, like you just said, coming through his body. Yeah. Is the words he's saying, but then everything he said. Okay, I suck. If I don't have Jamal Waddle, Tyreek Hill, I suck. You can feel it. And then you heard Mike McDaniel yesterday earlier. Yes. He had said to the team. He had said to the media that he told his guys. There's guys. If there's any questions outside of the Cowboys this weekend, tell the media respectfully. I'll use a different – screw you. Yeah. Respectfully, though. Yeah. He put the respectfully on it twice, the beginning and the end. And we're seeing a little bit of that into it. Yes, when you hear him talk, it's a little confusing. He's talking out of both sides of his mouth because I think that's the emotion and the passion behind it. No matter what this guy does, no matter what his numbers are, where he ranks in the quarterback position, there's always going to be that narrative that – Two is not good enough. When he first came in the league, it was Justin Herbert. The Miami Dolphins made a mistake. They should have had him as his quarterback. He goes out there against a really good Jets pass defense. They put up 30 points, and he plays well, and it's still something else that's going on. Tyreek Hill missed that game. They still had a good one. Also, there's the narrative that the Dolphins can't beat a winning football team. a narrative? Team. They haven't done it. Uh, you can say whatever word. They haven't done it. You're correct. Narrative is what's being t- spoken about. I guess you can say that. Um, for, so for Tua, I think he looks at it every single day, and he feels the need to have to come in and defend himself. And when you look at his play on the field, he's playing well. To your point, Shrek, they haven't beat a winning team. They're still one of the best teams in the NFL right now, even without doing so. They've won a ton of games this year, and they still have to play the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. And I guarantee you, they go out and win that game. There's going to be something that comes out of it that Tua's going to feel next week that he has to defend it. I just like it because I look at it for these next three weeks. You look at Tua Tungvaluwa, He could put together his MVP campaign Uh, with the three games that are coming up, the Dallas Cowboys, the Baltimore Ravens, and then the Buffalo Bills. He goes out there and he balls against those teams and just say they win those three. They beat three really good football teams. Now we're going to be saying in this conversation, is two of the MVP? Yes, we've talked about Tyreek Hill all season long, but I think that could put him in a different conversation. Great take, dude. I I don't have much to offer except that this week might have to be – the
5: two a game. And I know you say, well, every game's a two a game. The guy throws for all these yards. They scored 70 points on the Broncos. Was that not the two a game? Look at the injury report. It's real. Like, oh, yeah, it I is real. This. They are riddled with injuries if you go through this. Okay, this is just guys who didn't practice yesterday. Achan, Armstead, Tyreek, Howard, Hunt, Jackson, Mostert. We know Absolutely. they're without other guys. Uh, Holland didn't play last week. Like, they are riddled with injuries. So, you beat the Jets 30 to nothing on a game where Sims Simson, I mean, Nance and Romo were on the call and it felt like it was a big game. Like, it wasn't the game that everyone was watching at 1 o'clock. Not everyone had their eyeballs. You're talking about Christmas Eve, no. 4.30 in the afternoon, captive audience. Like, the hard knocks, all that stuff, it's all out there in the periphery. Go out there and, like, have the two a game. Shut everyone up. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have to say another word all season. Yeah. You beat them. And if you lose to the Ravens and Bills, talk, you had your Cowboys win. You beat someone good. That would be it. <laughs> you did it. Look, look, we did that on Christmas Eve. We crushed the Cowboys. They're home. This should be a win for the Dolphins if they are the team that we're talking about.
2: I hear that. I hear that completely. And I'm trying to find myself, who do I trust more in this game? Like, who I'm like, I know this team will show. I think I trust Miami more. I do. And listen, last week I saw them shut out a team, score 30 points. Dallas was just so rough last week. That's why I'm looking for Dallas. Like, step up. Respond. Mm. Get up. Say that that was an anomaly. Say that's not us. Specifically, the Stars. This is a star game. Both these teams are going to dictate fantasy seasons and fantasy playoffs. And, Peter, I'm seeing Tyreek hurt, Mostert hurt. Like, that's going to ruin people's fall. People people are riding those guys all year in fantasy. I got Mostert. He has 20 touchdowns, and I got him in the ninth damn round. Um, Stars have to show up. Michael Parsons should have a huge game. Tony Pollard, if he is a star, should have a huge game. Do you know how many 100-yard games Tony Pollard has this year? He has one, and it was a loss to the Cardinals. Mm. It's the worst loss of the season for the Cowboys, and that's the only time, I don't even look at it as a Tony Pollard thing, that they have done Cowboys football and run and run and run and run. Uh, The Dolphins, I feel like they are going to show up. They look great last week. They've looked great most of these years. This is a lot of – listen, I've seen it online. It's the Fraud Bowl. It's the Fugazi Bowl. Whoever loses this is like, see, we told you. I find myself right now having more faith in Miami than Dallas. And believe me, if Dallas gets hammered by Buffalo and then loses to Miami, then the yeah. fraud stuff's going to be in the stratosphere. Do something about it.
3: The stars are specifically of these teams' offensive focus. The quarterbacks are great. The wide receivers are electric. Electric. Jason, I go to you. Defensively, the Cowboys last week in Buffalo, they got run literally all over. Where do you see the state of the nation for these two defenses and how do you think they could – who would have more effect on a game like this?
6: See, to me, that's the fun thing about the NFL because we watched the Cowboys against the Buffalo Bills and they just ran the ball. James Cook had the game of his life. And we're talking about the Miami Dolphins because they shut out the Jets. But you go back a week before that, the Tennessee Titans basically handed the game to Miami Dolphins. And then in the fourth quarter, the Titans drove down twice behind Will Levis, yep. scored two touchdowns, and they won that game. So when you talk about state of the nation, it's such a week-by-week thing where now we're looking at Miami we're like, well, they rolled last week, but there was a week before where we were like, all right, they're frauds. They just lost to a Tennessee mm. Titans team that isn't playing for much. So both of these defenses have played well, especially Miami Dolphins as of late. Cowboys have been good the entire season for the most part, but it's going to be a fun one to watch. The two quarterbacks, which one comes out and plays their butt off.
5: You know, the Tyreek thing, let me give you a little behind the curtain. So I wasn't there obviously. Cam Wolf from our network was, yeah. was there and he was chronicling it throughout. I'm working on the Fox pregame show. Uh, our show starts at 11 a.m. Eastern. Inactives are at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. As I'm going on air, I'm texting my sources in Miami, what's Tyreek doing, what's Tyreek doing? He's, like, well, he's working out, he looks good. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go on air with it because I didn't hear he was playing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, so we wait, we wait. And then Jalen Ramsey came on camera and was like, he looks good, and everyone's like, okay. It looks good. And then Tyreek was ruled inactive. And it's like, all right, so you didn't play that game. I would like to think that he didn't play that game despite being this close Mm -hmm. so that he can play this game and can be full go and can be ready to rock in this nationally televised huge showdown. Like, did the Dolphins fear the Jets? They just crushed the Jets on Black Friday a couple weeks earlier. Like, I don't think the the Dolphins were like, "Let's, let's risk anything. Another seven days rest, a late window game. I sure hope we have Tyreek. I think he's huge. I think he might be the best player on the field on Sunday.
3: Kyle, can I give you a random assignment in the next minute of television? Pick right. a head coach in this game and give him a pep talk. Is it? Are you going with Mike McCarthy or are you going with Mike McDaniel? I'd
2: go with McCarthy. Tell, talk I to mean, him. I mean, neither one of these guys need it. No. But it's just like this is everything that we've talked about. You know, you, you started mentioning that uh, – A broadcaster you've worked with used to say what Peter does is looking at the same thing over and over and saying it a different way when you're talking about the playoff picture. Isn't that what we do with the Cowboys? (laughs) You look at the same thing over and over and you try to speak about it in a different way. I've been trying for my entire adult life. I would like to stop trying. This is if the Cowboys win this game and Mike McCarthy has this win. It's like, all right. I coached him up. Last week it's not just the it's not the fall into the pit of despair like you're all expecting us to make and half of you are hoping that we make. I know what I'm doing. Dak knows what he's doing. We're gonna go into the playoffs strutting. Like we're showing up to the Christmas party with our chest out and like two bottles of bourbon. Like that, we're gonna be hosting that party. I don't know if they are right now. So Dak's an MVP type season, they got the running back, they got the receivers, they got the pass rusher. The legacy of this chapter of Dallas Cowboys football will be about Mike McCarthy. The last one was about Jason Garrett. We know how that went. Really good teams that couldn't finish. I would hate to see another chapter where there's another new coach and it's like, yeah, Mike Peretti had really good teams but couldn't finish. Do something about it, Mike. He
3: embraced the blip mentality. You you want one game to be a blip on the radar. You don't want it yeah. to snowball like the Eagles have done in their division. Heaven forbid, Peter, start thinking about it now, what the NFC playoff picture looks like for the flip-flop that continues to happen with the Eagles and the Cowboys. I mean, in all uh, honesty,
5: the, the, the Eagles – and Cow- the Eagles have a tough game. Obviously, they play the Giants. Giants. That sounds like whatever, but that's a rivalry game. But yeah. Cowboys don't win on the road. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they don't win the division, that means three road playoff games before the Super Bowl. If they win the division mm-hmm. and they get that two seat, that's two home playoff games. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. This huge. game is huge for Dallas. Yeah. That home field advantage is so big for them. They don't win on the road. They do win everything at home.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
7: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, time for the lead block. Lead block. Uh, Peter, <laughs> NFC playoff picture. Walk us
5: through Well, the Bucks are the—no, okay, right, let's get through here. All right. Uh, There's Keeft, and they're 7-7. Seven seven. Coach is 7-7, seven and seven, and the Buccaneers are as well. Tom Seville. Um, the, the 49ers clinch the NFC West. They host the Ravens on Monday night. They're the one seed. Dallas, interestingly enough, is the two seed for the moment. They own the tiebreakers over the Lions and the Eagles. That can all change. The Lions are the three. My, my Bucks are the four. Yes. Then you've got Eagles, Vikings, Rams as five, six, seven. They're the Saints are right there in that lurking column with a big win over the New York Giants on Sunday. And again, a lot of people are picking Tommy DeVito and the Giants. Saints said no, 24 to six. They are right back in this thing, and they are right there for tonight.
3: They absolutely are. All right, here we go. Saints-Rams, as Peter mentioned tonight, a uh, very uh, well-defined game as it pertains to late December. It's been a while, though, since we've seen either of these teams under the bright lights. The last... The Prime time primetime game for the Saints was a Thursday nighter back in week 7 against the Jags.
5: Any recollection of this? No. They yes, were... I do. this no, was... don't.
6: Kamara had like 25 catches. It was for like 80, check, yards, check down right? no. yeah. 80 right. yards,
3: So the, the Saints were a touchdown short. They had two shots at the end zone to tie it up. They could not convert. The Rams, you got to go all the way back to September, week 3. Monday night against the Eagles. The other Bengals. Monday night game. Yes. Bucks, Eagles yes. were playing. Right. <laughs> Safford cut the lead yes. to 3 with a minute left. They couldn't recover the onside kick. And home the Bengals went with the win. Now, these teams are both 7 and 7, they're back in primetime. Playoffs are on the line. It's wide open for both of them. What are we keeping a close eye on tonight? Jason for Saints round.
6: Derek Carr. Derek Carr, Derek the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. When he got there in free agency, we talked about it. Derek Carr is probably the best quarterback in this division, and a lot of people felt like the Saints were the favorite to win it. They still have a chance. It's been kind of an up-and-down year for the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. There was moments throughout this season that in the Superdome, he was actually getting booed, Ooh. getting booed by his own fans. And after, I remember seeing him say, hey, that was a good lesson to be able to teach his kids. I Go on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. There was a fan that said, next time we're taking tomatoes to the game, we're throwing those at you. That's where things were in New Orleans with the Saints quarterback. And now you look at it, he's coming off probably his best game since he's been there against the New York Giants. Only had three incompletions. Threw the ball around offensively. They've scored in their last three games, putting up an average of 28 points per game. They came late versus Carolina. But at the same time, So much has been said about this guy. On one end, you have people booing him. On another end, you have people saying, well, Derek Carr is playing through injury. The last game, there was no Chris Olave. There was no Michael Thomas. And he's figuring out a way to still keep the Saints relevant as the playoffs come near. So tonight, as we watch the game, we mentioned that last one was against the Jaguars, and it was a ton of Alvin Kamara in that game. I'm watching Derek Carr to see what and who he is. They don't have a ton of primetime games. There's not a lot of times you get to see them. They're the only game on TV. I want to see this quarterback... He obviously came over for the Raiders. He has a pass with the Rams where he hasn't won. But I want to see what Carr puts up tonight.
2: You have one of those days where you're coming into work and you know you're going to talk to Saints to start the show. And yeah. It's one of those, like, hold my calls. All right, this, this is going to be a long one. I, I love New Orleans. I spent a weekend there this fall. I went to a New Orleans wedding. We were sure. walking through the streets with yeah. the band. It was a beautiful thing. I think this Saints team, let me make sure I get this right. <laughs> I think this Saints team is the most average team of my lifetime average. Not bad, not below average. They are so average. 7-7. Seven and seven. Two of their wins are against Carolina. I had to look it up to see what their wins were. We, we, this is brewing into one of the most forgettable, lame, boring, fine, average seasons ever. And here's why I'm a little chirpy right now. This is the time of year where I'm like, If you're good, can you just tell us you're good? Let us know. reveal yourselves. And you know what? If you're not, that's fine. You don't have to be good. Not everybody's good. It's a hard league. But we're going to be partying all night. Are you coming? If you want to go home, just go home. I don't know if the Saints are coming. They are so average. They're like the chicken Caesar wrap at the grab-and-go at the airport before you get on the plane. And your wife's like, how is that? You're like, it's all right. I'm not hungry anymore. It's okay. Um, Rushing yards per game. 19th. Passing yards per game, 14th. Uh, total yards per game allowed, 11th. Rushing yards per game allowed, 24th. That averages the 17th. And I look at Derek Carr. Derek, is he not having the most average season in the NFL? Not bad. Not, not, not below average. But, like, what do you remember this year from Derek Carr? Guys, we're in December. When you look back, and memory went to the Saints? Yeah, I kind of re- refreshed my memory. I can't. There was a time that Jameis was rapping on the sideline in his face. I remember that. Um, David Carr has had more memorable moments this year than Derek Carr. I just, I can't wrap my mind around this team and how average they are. Derek Carr, passing yards, 16th in the league. Passing touchdowns, 18th. It's just all right there. Center cut. They're not 3-10. They're 7-7. But I would just say, can you please just punctuate the dreariness tonight? I, I, I vaguely remember they shut out the Patriots. That was really good. Yeah, that was, yeah. it was back in October. It was great. Can you just do something to either announce we matter or just go on home? Because there's 31 other teams, and we got a lot of teams to cover. I know this is very negative, but this is time of year. Like, grow up, show up, be good, or don't. Because right now, it's the most average team I've ever you're seen.
5: You're not. You're not being negative. It's we see the schedule, and it's wow, the Rams. They're fun in Cuba, and then you see the Saints. Like, oh, the Saints. Yet they have the same record right okay. now. Yeah. And someone
2: might listen to what I just said, Peter, and be like, oh, why are the Rams then? Rams won three out of the last four. Of course. They had an incredible game at Baltimore, yeah. so they took them to overtime, and it feels like they matter. I don't know if the Saints matter. I feel like the Rams matter. Kyle, I think quickly, that's, let yeah. me ask you. Yeah.
3: Uh, the, the word average can be, like, sometimes taken as an insult. Let me sure. run other synonyms by you quickly. Uh, right. Ordinary? Unmemorable? Sure. Undistinguished? Sure. Wh- which one would you want to stick with average? Yeah,
2: the, the my answer to what you said is yes. Okay. You know, you want know, to take the, the, the test, and D is all, all of the, the above. above. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But okay. they
2: can change that tonight. National television tonight. All of them apply.
1: Okay.
5: I think I think it's a great challenge for Derek Carr to go into this building. Last year, Derek Carr went into this building and lost to Baker Mayfield on three days rest yeah. and just got there. Oh, that there. was tough. And Baker had just gotten there, walked off a plane and beat Raiders Derek Carr. Rams. That That's was it for memorable. Derek Carr. Yeah, that was it. He's gone. He sat him down. It was done. Yeah. It's time. It was done. That was it. That was his Raider career. Time. That was it. He goes back to this building now and. I look at – that was, let, me get, let me get to that clip that we were just going to show. I look at this, uh, this coaching matchup, and I think Sean McVay is having one of his best coaching seasons of his career, if not the best, with what was expected and what they're doing. Sean McVay is at his best in a crunch. Sean McVay is 6-1 and one all time on short weeks mm. and 3-0 and oh at home. They don't lose on these short weeks. It basically means we have a test in a couple days. we got to cram. I'm going to cram better than you. And my guys, they're going to cram better than yours. Uh, I talk to Sean often. I talk to the Rams guys often. A game that they still reference that they hate losing was in 2019, a Thursday night game against the Seahawks. It's the only game they've lost on a short week. And Jared Goff played incredibly well in the fourth quarter. They get him all the way down here. They're down by a score. And Goff has one of these legendary drives. They're going to go into Seattle. They're going to get it done. They go all the way down the field. Golf, just like a surgeon. In and out. What I'm telling you, this is from four years ago and the Rams guys still talk about this game mm. as the one that got away. The beautiful pass here across the middle. They set it all up. They get an opportunity and Zerline missed it. Greg the leg misses. Zerline misses it. It sits with them to this day. It still crushes wow. them. It's what they hate. I say all this to say this. Short week, I ain't betting against Sean Mm. McVay. Six and and one. Six and one, undefeated at home and it still sits in their side. It still is like a thorn in their side that they lost one of these games and was on the road in Seattle when Seattle was cooking.
2: I have a so, theory, Peter. I think McVay talks about that stat all the time. I think he told you that stat. He did not. He's very proud yeah, of that stat. From McVay. Don't yeah. lie to us. I, I think
5: not, he's, a, you know, we're 6-1 in short weeks. I don't even know that, Peter. Say it on your show. did not come from McVay. It <laughs> did come from folks who have some rooting interest in the Rams. Uh, they, but the truth of the matter is, in that building, that's a game that they feel like got away, amongst many others. Obviously, over the, the years. Well, McCourney uh, ruin their lives in the Super Bowl. Don't laugh. Don't, can't, they talk about that one more than this? Don't laugh. That one, that one still kills them, too. I'm on the list. Um, they got their Super Bowl ring. They're fine. But, like, I'm not picking against them. I don't... Average or not, the Saints... This is a huge uphill climb going into that building okay. where they're playing. Yeah. So you're
3: telling us that Sean McVay is that annoying guy in college that you like see at all the parties, see at all the yeah, events, sure. and Already. yet he still passes that exam that you all that's had at 8 a.m. Uh, Come on, I hated that guy. I don't really need to study. How it's are fine. you able to right. do that? Yeah. That's so frustrating. That's, that's a so call. we have uh, 100 papers that sit in front of us this time that's of year on Good Morning Football. A lot of them are playoff-clinching scenarios. If you scan all the way down to the bottom of the NFC, the Rams could be out with a loss or a tie in this game, which is a curious situation. They are playing for it a little bit more than the Saints are because the Saints division is still a tight race, yeah. but it's wide open in the NFC South. The NFC Player of the Week, Baker Mayfield and the Bucs, have the division lead for now. But New Orleans is also 7-7, seven and seven, and the Falcons are just a game back despite really having such a bumpy season. They have three left to play. They all do. Here's what you're looking at down the stretch for them. They're all going to play each other, essentially, in Week 18. Bears, Colts mixed in there. That Week 16 game with the Colts in the division is a fascinating one. Kyle, how does this division, do you think, play out down the stretch? And please assign an adjective uh, at some point to the division as a whole. Spicy. <laughs> is, is <it> though?
2: <laughs> yeah, the where I'm looking at. Sometimes you get like a little stew where all the all the spice is like in one little spot, and you get a spicy one on your spoon. Like if you or if you get the chicken tikka masala, you get yeah. a spicy bite. And the spicy bites in Tampa, and it's Baker Mayfield. Guys, home 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 Jacksonville home Saints <laughs> at Panthers sounds good to me. Yeah. They're in first place. He just played the best game of his professional career. Let me ask you this. Is this the time that Baker takes a dive now? Yeah. And I say that as a huge Baker fan. <laughs> We've been watching Baker for a long time. He's, he's one of these guys that I would say is Yeah. where we ride that ride and we go, yeah, let's go! Oh, no, four picks. Uh, I don't think so. It wouldn't surprise me because it's a Baker cycle, but they control this thing. They have mojo, they have momentum, they have an easy schedule, they have great players. I think Tampa's having a home playoff game. I just want to know who they're playing.
5: Oof! I'm gonna say I'm gonna go on a limb. Maybe I'm um, this. Okay, we've done. Our... <laughs> maybe a limb. Okay, uh, maybe limb. Um, so we got back from training to start training camp, July 25th. You would say that was probably right sure. when we Around started. And now it's December. We're in late December. We got the holiday gear on. I would venture a guess that this is the first time we've started the show with NFC South talk in the first hour mm. ever Curious. since mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, and that's because the division has been just such a. I don't know. Week to week, average. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Like this team wins, that team wins. We
2: I were win. a little excited about the Falcons in September. We were. But know yeah. if start we started the show,
5: the show yeah. with it, your mustache yeah. was um, bit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The team that I'm into is this, these guys right here. You too. You call me a bandwagon rider, whatever it is. I love that they went into Green Bay and we're yeah. like, oh, everyone's picking the Packers to take care of business, and they did that. I love more that they did this. This was earlier in the season. Like they've beaten the Saints in New Orleans. Like they won a, this game by three scores. Yes, they blew them out, and it was one of those deals where it's like, oh. Baker's Baker's the quarterback. Do you guys realize Baker Mayfield's making $4 million this year? We're talking about all these quarterbacks and the backup quarterbacks running the league. The Bucks just said Baker Mayfield for $4 million. We'll take them and we'll battle with Kyle Trask. We'll hey, figure this out. Tommy
2: DeVito just got another signing at a burrito place to <laughs> make some money, Peter. He wishes he made 4000000 million.
5: I'm talking about a QB1 who started the entire season and taken to the playoffs. That is a great, great deal. And Baker and that defense good. Look, Devin White. He might not play another game with Yeah, them. that's something. I don't know. Guess what? <laughs> they haven't let that stop them. They are yeah. rolling right now, two wins in a row. Co Kieft is making plays. Mm-hmm. First catch of the season, a touchdown. Coke keefe Incredible. So I'm watching the Bucks. I think they're
6: fun. Very hard to root against Co-Keefe as you're rocking his jersey in this morning. But uh, the Bucks have played already. But at the same time, the Saints have won two games in a row. Go so on, it's not easy to just say, all right, the Buccaneers, they're the team that's rolling. Baker Mayfield had the best game of his life. That's all well and dandy. But I just said it. Derek Carr had his best game since he's been a New Orleans Saints. Their defense, their pass defense has been really good this year as well. So I can't just dismiss the fact that the Saints, because it's been a little bit of an up-and-down year, they get a win tonight on Thursday night. Night Football on Prime, we're talking about them in a different light when we come here on Friday, and now they're applying that pressure to Tampa Bay to continue to have to win. This division is just as much the Saints as it is Tampa Bay. They have the tiebreaker right now, but as soon as one of these teams slip up, I think that'll be obviously what we're discussing, but this NFC South, we, what, last year, would you say, if you can haul it, you can have you can it?
2: Ha- if you can haul it, you can have it. It's just there on the curb. If anybody wants a home playoff game and has a pickup truck, put it in. All mm-hmm. you need is, what, seven wins? Maybe mm-hmm. eight? That's it.
6: A year later, and here we are. Here here we are. Think
5: the Bucks went eight and and hosted a playoff game last year and then they got properly blown out by the Cowboys. (laughs) Right, it's
3: properly, exactly. It's like when someone leaves that coveted parallel parking spot and this just like zooms right in. It's like, don't leave the top Mm and then someone will jump on it.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,
7: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube,
5: or wherever you
7: get your podcasts.
5: Mixed bag trivia, guys. Christmas is four days away. Let's go. And the NFL is treating us to three awesome games on Monday. Let's go by the numbers, guys. Let's get a little bit into the stats. This is from Rich Goldberg, our wonderful producer, who works on the mixed bag trivia segment. Oh, 27 games on Christmas Day in NFL history. 24 different teams played on Christmas already. Oh. The Cowboys have had the most. Now, Ed Podolak fans and the uh, Chiefs legend, uh, that was a playoff game. We're not going to do playoff games. We're doing regular season games. So the Chiefs beat the Dolphins in an all-timer running the ball with Podolak. That's going to be for another time. Okay. That's the playoffs. That's when the season was like six weeks long. Uh, yeah. Now the season is 48 <laughs> weeks long. Can you see it in my, my little chin here? Yeah, there we go. Um, let's get to Mixed Back Trivia. All right. Ready? Come on, baby. Um, three games on Monday, but mm-hmm. there have been 27 others. Jason, are you ready? Let's do it. All right. The Chiefs beat the Raiders 31-30 on Christmas Day in 2004. Okay. okay? Which Chiefs legend made the game-winning play to set up a Lawrence Tynes game-winning field goal on Christmas Day 2004 against the Hayden Raiders of Oakland? Priest Holmes, Dante Hall, Larry Johnson, or our guy, the fullback,
6: and Richard Christie buddy, Tony Richardson. Oh, this is such a tough one because you have no idea where it is. You say, all right, game-winning field goal, I see... There's two running backs and a fullback on this list, and then Dante Hall. So I'm going to say Dante Hall. That's just to kind of divert me and take me away. So I'm going to say it might have been a check down that somebody did something with. For whatever reason, I'm going to see Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Yeah. Okay, just to put it into context, in
5: 1971, there was the playoff game on Christmas, and there was, like, a giant gap. 1990, there was one. 1991, there was one. And then giant gap in the 2004, they're like, we're rolling out Christmas yeah. Day game. Let's go to Dick Dick Enberg. Oh, my. And Dan Deerdorf with the call. You're
7: that Hall's going to get a chance at a good return. They it through. Yeah, they playing
0: like a shortstop at the 15. One missed
7: tackle. There he goes. 40, 50. Sebastian Janikowski makes the tackle at the 35. Oh, my. 49 yards. Watch it. There's the key miss.
1: But he got some great blocks and when in doubt, instead of going to the sidelines, cut to the middle of the field. go straight up the field.
5: There awesome. was less than a minute left. Dante does that. They set up the field goal. Lawrence Tynes would go on to win Super Bowls with the Giants. Was first a Chief. And before his Giants days... Oh. He nailed that one, Tynes. They win it 31-30. to Vermeil, Trent Green, Jamie. Threw for 358 and had two touchdowns. Tony Gonzalez had a huge game. North Turner was the losing Can't coach. let him return the ball. Somehow, don't let, him, don't let him
2: touch the ball. Good special teams. Come on now. Kick oh. that thing out of bounds, yes. right?
3: It happens. Uh,
2: Richard Christie was
5: screaming that answer.
2: Oh, my, my screen, God. He man. loves it. It's knows. Dante Hall. <laughs> That's it. Merry That's Christmas, it. Richard.
5: Uh, Jamie, which legendary wide receiver made an all-time catch on Christmas that left Mike Tarico speechless oh. in 2017. Was it DeAndre? Was it Larry Fitzgerald? Was it Odell Beckham? Or was it Julio Jones? So Tarico and Warner are on the call. Tirico and Warner, yes. Interesting. And Tarico is left like, just flabbergasted that. at this catch. Okay,
3: okay. So I'm having a flashback like in, in every year around November we review the Odell Beckham Jr catch the catch yeah. so I'm 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 not I that's not a Christmas day experience Would they put Kurt on a Larry Fitzgerald game with Tarico on NFL Network yes, I'm assuming would. it was a Saturday broadcast It's either that or the Texans. I'm going to go be Larry Fitzgerald. And Kurt picked up his buddy who was rendered speechless by this catch.
5: Okay, we love Mike Tirico on Mm the show. He's about to get into his busy season where he's doing games for Peacock this week and NBC Mm. other weeks. Let's go to Tirico and Warner with one of my favorite calls from Mike ever on Christmas Day 2017.
2: (laughs) There's Hilton blitzing off the slot again. Passer Hopkins. Oh, my goodness. Did he catch that? Did he catch that? That's the touchdown catch of the year, if that's good. They're still talking about, oh, Merry Christmas. That's unbelievable. What wow. well, he just did. This
1: is unbelievable. Tip it up to yourself. He tries to
0: one-handed here and just tips it up. And then goes with the
4: other hand.
5: Oh, what an unbelievable catch. Let's see. What, what. hard to tell. Did he get that second foot yeah, down?
4: It's possession there. Can see him get the
5: one toe down. Oh, there's one. There's oh, yeah, another. they're down. They're down. They got him. That angle.
6: Unbelievable. It we were awesome.
5: saying in the course that that play does not get the same run as it should. It why is should that play not more famous? I'll tell you why. Yeah. They lost 34 to 6 that day. That'll do it. Oh, there you they go. They missed out. the
3: kick after that touchdown?
5: Yeah, I think it was 34 to 6. Steelers <laughs> won the game, clinched a first they round bye. Yeah. Um, but that Hopkins catch and that Tariko call is one of the all time legends. Um, Christmas Day, it happened. Amazing. It was great. Did he catch that? Yeah. I guess
3: that's what we view as being rendered speechless. Really
5: good. You know my favorite Tirico call of all time? It's basketball.
2: Andrew Bynum flagrant fouls on J.J. Barea, Lakers, Mavericks, and Tirico is incensed. That is one of the most Bush League things I have ever seen. It is a great call <laughs> J. J. in the moments. Fantastic.
5: Really good. Remember J.J. Barea? Yeah. Tiny the, guy, massive, yeah. cheap
2: shots him, and Tirico was about to jump over the scorer's
5: table. It was awesome. Love it. Um, Barea was great in the 2011 Mavs Really good. Really good. Uh, Kyle. Yeah. In 05. Mm-hmm. On Christmas Day, the Bears actually beat the Packers 24-17. It was the first time the Packers swept the Bears in, like, decades. Rex Grossman threw a touchdown pass to Mushi Muhammad, while Brett Favre threw four picks, including this pick six to our guy Lance Briggs. Mm -hmm. It's the Bears' only win on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. This is 2005, Christmas Day. Everyone watching at home. Kyle, the number one movie in America that week was... A. The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and The Wardrobe. B, King Kong with Jack Black. C, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And then the Steve Martin vehicle, Cheaper by the Dozen 2.
2: She probably Doesn't Too, I look look at the Bonnie Hunt doing the heavy lifting in that one. I like her a lot, but I don't think it was that. Harry Potter used to clean up on Christmas all the time. Like they were owning Christmas, like Will Smith used to own the Fourth of July, but I don't think it's that. (laughs) King Kong, I sat in the theater, it's really long. There's a lot of Adrian Brody. It was uh, Peter Jackson feeling himself a little too much. The Chronicles of Narnia, I feel like was 03. So I'm gonna go.
5: <laughs> I feel like the Chronicle of Dart is 03. Yeah, I'm I love gonna that go. In your head. Shout out to Aslan
2: the lion, <laughs> by the way. But I'm gonna go not with a lion, but with a giant ape. I'm gonna go with B
5: king kong what do you remember of the jack black king kong
2: jack black was the videographer yep. like the filmmaker and yep. he has the last line of the film it was beauty that killed the beast and it was supposed to be the original actress from the original movie yes. and she passed away before yes. they could shoot it and so peter jackson was crestfallen he had to have jack black step in and do it it was really good peter
5: jackson was at the height of his powers yeah. lord of the rings and no. it does. this was redo, the follow-up i want to redo king kong it doesn't matter. The correct answer is The Chronicles of Narnia. God. Okay,
2: Chronicles was Chronicles of Narnia. Remember that? <laughs> Lazy Sunday. Yeah. First uh, viral video. The Lion, the Witch, and
5: the Wardrobe.
3: <laughs> what is that? Where I from this. That's though. the
5: kids. Who we got? You know any of these names? I don't know.
3: I don't recognize any of
0: them now. A
5: fantasy film about our four English siblings who enter the magical world of Narnia. Yeah. That
2: looks like like Discount Twilight or something. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like the oh, but these Potter are the kids who went into the discount. wardrobe.
5: They had the internal CS winter. Lewis. Yeah. Um, they joined, this is, I love Rich Goldberg. This is Rich Goldberg, our producer, his copy. They joined forces with the wise Excellent. lion in a battle against the evil witch. <laughs> right. Number one. Love the book. Remember the book. Don't remember the movie. Yeah. Uh, question for all of you. A Go video on. clue. What we do on this is we just give you the formation and you have to pick what happens in the yeah. play. Okay. Folks. Christmas Day 2016, put yourself in your bodies. Where were you? What was happening? Broncos at Chiefs in Arrowhead. What happens on this first and 10 in the first quarter? The Chiefs are up 7-0. Okay, take a look. Let's go to the choices. Travis Kelsey has a 70-yard touchdown reception. Spencer Ware, who was a really good Chiefs running back at the time, 70-yard touchdown run. Vaughn Miller has a pick six of Alex Smith. Or Tyreek Hill goes on a 70-yard touchdown run. Jason, you've been quiet when we started talking about Chronicles of Narnia. What do you got here?
6: Oh, you didn't think I was a master of Chronicles of Narnia? Oh, never right. seen never seen a movie. None of them. Yeah. I don't know how many i know nothing yeah, weird. about it. Don't care to know. I'm going with C. I'm rolling with the defense, Von Miller pick six.
3: I was gonna say the same thing. I'm gonna hang do with it. C as well. I'm gonna stay with Von Miller pick six. Well,
2: 2015 was the Super Bowl season yeah. with Von, so I don't, I would have this and I don't. I'm gonna say. Young, 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 young Tyreek goes with a 70-yard touchdown run.
5: Take a look at this play and just realize how they used him.
2: hmm I think I won.
5: And listen to Al Michaels and Chris Collins. were are just in awe of this talent.
7: <laughs> Tyreek Hill. To the outside, he goes down the sideline. Tyreek Hill out in front, can they catch him? No, they cannot, he's done it again, 70 yards. And the fireworks go off, he's his own fireworks show. Wow.
1: Watch how deep in the hole he goes and then just runs the loop. The 200 meters coming out. He's all the way deep in the hole and then loops all the way back out around those blockers. And then look at that move in the middle of the thing. This guy is a blur.
5: Boom. Kelsey
2: blocking. Pancake blocked by Kelsey. That was awesome.
5: Uh, Tyreek had three touchdowns that day. It was one of those like coming out parties, including an 86-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. That was a 70-yard rushing one. Used as just a
0: tailback. No gimmick. Just hand it off to Tyreek. Go for 70. Pretty unbelievable. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better.